Hey, thanks for joining us on the No Limits Church podcast. Here at No Limits, we are on a mission to make a difference in the lives of others. We want to help people know God, find freedom, and discover purpose. It's a journey, and we're all walking it together. So wherever you're listening from, we pray that you are encouraged and empowered by this week's message. I feel like we should be dancing right there. Y'all are just sitting there. How many of y'all are getting this? Shoes? Joy, anybody feeling some joy? Anybody got some opportunities to choose joy this last week? I just bring them on myself, too, by preparing these messages and all kinds of opportunities. Good stuff. Well, welcome to No Limits. So thankful you're joining us here at church, the best place to be on a Sunday morning. Glad you guys are here. If you're joining us online, just want to say hey to you. Glad you're with us. We're continuing a series today called Choose Joy. We're our third week in, and I don't know if we're going to get it by our fourth week or not. Do we just need to keep it going? I don't know, but for those of you who don't know me, my name's Cade. I'm the lead pastor here alongside my wife, Beth. And here at No Limits, we're on a mission of making a difference in the lives of others. We want to help people know God, most important thing in your life. We want to help people find freedom because God wants you to live in freedom. And we want to help you discover your purpose because he has an assignment for you to do. In other words, we want to help you live the life that God has for you, but it's a journey. You don't get there overnight and you don't get there by yourself. You need some peeps to help you out. So that's why we're here. And the goal we're reaching for is found in Ephesians 3.20 which says, all glory to God, because he's able, right? He's able to produce infinitely more in our lives than we could even dream of. You can't even dream. You can't even imagine what God wants to do in your life. Even your best imagination, you're like, oh, I can out-imagine God. You can't do it. You can't do it. So that's what we're after. That's why we're called No Limits Church. So go ahead and look at whoever's next to you and say, it's time to take limits off. All right, let's continue this series called Choose Joy. I want to start off by showing you our core scripture for this series, and it's found in Isaiah 61.3. Here's what God wants to give you. He wants to give you beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. In other words, God wants to give you joy for every area of your life where you're struggling, where you're depressed, or where you're just bummed out. Jesus came to replace that spirit of heaviness with joy. We should be the most joyful people around, y'all. So look at who you're with right now and say, joy belongs to me. It's mine. And it does belong to you, but you have a part to play in this. You got to choose it. So look at that same person and say, you're going to have to choose it. (laughs) Yeah, more times than once, right? In part one of this series, we examined the life of the Apostle Paul, and we found out that we'll never be successful in choosing joy if we don't choose to pray first. And the reason for this is really simple. When we pray, it draws us closer to God. And the closer we get to God, right, the more the worry and the anxiety are replaced with peace, the more our thinking aligns with the Word of God instead of all that negative stuff that likes to go through your mind. So this is what happens when you pray, and I probably don't have to convince you that you need to be close to God in order to experience lasting joy. Do do I need to convince you on that, or you all get it? Well, last week I explained how choosing joy is a life-changing choice. It doesn't just change your life, it changes lives all around you. It has a purpose. I mean, just think about how blown away you are when there's somebody in your life that chooses joy whenever their circumstances suck. You're like, what's wrong with you? But I kind of want what you have, right? So choosing joy has a purpose. It sure is nice to have in your own life, but even more than that, it enables you to make a difference in the lives of others when you choose joy, regardless of your circumstance, right? I told you that every week during this series, I was going to give you just one choice that you need to make. And so that first one was you got to choose to pray. The second one was you got to choose to live out your purpose by choosing joy. So what in the world could the third one be today? Well, it's probably going to meet you with a little bit of resistance. So if you feel something inside of you that's just kind of pushing back during this message today, you're normal. 
okay? It's going to be okay. What we're talking about today is actually found in the same scripture that we've been reading every week, but there's something in this short scripture that we've yet to dive into. Let's read it one more time. To give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. What in the world is a garment of praise? We can see in this scripture that it's the antidote to the spirit of heaviness. We know that. And we've already talked about that the heaviness that you feel is not just circumstantial. It's often spiritual. There's a spirit of heaviness, and I get it. I mean, it's kind of like causing some fear in some people. How are we going to overcome these demons, these spirits? And the spiritual is intimidating to think about because you can't see it. You can't touch it. And because of this, we like to pretend that it's not there. But that doesn't change the fact that it's there, y'all. It's just because you ignore it doesn't mean it disappears. Here's an example. We all want to believe that sickness is a result of things that happen in our natural world, right? And be, like because of what we ate or, or what we smoked or whatever, right? But allowing these things in your life, it can produce sickness in your life, these natural things. But the truth of the matter is sickness is often caused by demonic spirits. How do we know this? Well, often in the ministry of Jesus, you'll see that he cast out a demon to heal somebody. Sickness is often caused, caused by a demonic spirit. But hear me in this. Whether you cause your sickness or there's a demon causing your sickness, Jesus came to pay for all that sickness. He doesn't want it in your life. You should be healed. And somebody should say amen to that. He wants you healed from all sickness. Somebody say all. The big things, the small things, the headaches, the cancer. Like he wants you healed from all of it. That's his plan for your life. We don't have to fear demons. You don't have to. Jesus is greater. He's more powerful than anything the devil can cook up. The greater one lives on the inside of us. The only way that the devil can take advantage of you is if you give in to him by allowing fear and unbelief into your life. You open the door for him whenever you do that. Fear is the open door to the devil. You just say, come on in. Here's the good news, though. You get to choose. You get to choose to believe the lies of the enemy. You choose to believe those symptoms or what the doctor told you or whatever. You choose to believe those lies or you choose to believe the word of God. It's your choice. Isn't that cool? You get to make the choice. We just tend to make the wrong one. That's all. But to make this right choice, you know, putting on the garment of praise, that's going to help you out. So let's unpack this by starting with the obvious. It's a garment, which means what? You got to put it on. You got to put it on. You got to get dressed. This isn't something that comes from the inside. It's not something that you're always going to feel like doing. Anybody? It's something on the outside. It's something that you put on. You ladies know exactly what I'm talking about. You stand in front of the mirror and you're just in your undies and you don't like what you see. But then you put on your favorite dress and you're like, hey, I look pretty good, right? The men in the room have no idea what I'm talking about because you stand in the mirror completely naked. It doesn't matter how big your gut is. You look in the mirror and you're like, I look pretty good. <laughs> it's true. But you're probably starting to notice a theme in this series. All these choices we've been talking about are things that you have to choose even when you don't feel like it. Dang it. <laughs> and this one's probably the hardest one. I mean, how many of you have come to church not really feeling it? And, uh, but you came anyway, and you stood up during worship, but you had the biggest frown on your face. And you, you, you look like you didn't even care what was going on in here. Y'all didn't think I knew, huh? But I'm like, yo, mama, I got eyes on the back of my head. I know, because I can feel that stinking attitude behind me from a mile away. And now you, want, now you know why the worship team keeps their eyes closed most of the time, right? I'm just playing with y'all. But some of y'all have never put on the garment of praise, and so that spirit of heaviness just kind of looms over your life. 
Because the garment of praise is the antidote to the spirit of heaviness. If you don't put on the garment of praise, that spirit of heaviness is just going to kind of hang out in your life. Well, I believe that today is your day to put on praise and kick that heaviness to the curb. Today is your day. The psalmist gives us great instructions on how to praise. It is all throughout the Psalms. So we're going to look at a lot of scriptures in Psalms today. Here's the first one. Psalm 95, verse 1. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come to him with thanksgiving. Let us sing psalms of praise to him. Sing, shout, be thankful. This is our invitation to you each Sunday. This is why the worship team comes here and practices for several hours every Sunday morning to give you this environment where it's easy to choose praise. Yet some of us still don't do it. Even when the environment's just right. And that's why it's so important for you to be here because we're going to help you out in this. You know, I'm thankful for technology. I'm thankful for all you guys who are watching online right now. But if you can be in the room, you should be in the room, because there's nothing like being in the room. And if you live too far away, well, you should go find some believers that put on the garment of praise and go be in the room with them. You need to be in the room. We can't let the fear of COVID or any other kind of virus like that keep us from gathering together, because then you're just letting fear rule your life instead of the Word of God rule your life. You know, the Word of God says, don't forsake the gathering of yourselves together. And I think we know why. We just like to make excuses for not to do it. Don't forsake it. He didn't say, well, you might if there's COVID. Well, you might, you know, he didn't give you any exceptions. Don't forsake it. Because when we come together and we put on the garment of praise, that spirit of heaviness has to bow to the name of Jesus. And I don't know if you've realized this, but when you're at home all alone, it's hard to put on that garment of praise. But then you can come to church and sometimes... The environment can just help you make that choice and do it anyways. So if you've been struggling with depression, this is the choice that you need to make to set yourself free. You put on the garment of praise. Choose to praise not because you feel like it, but because you believe God's word and that is true. And here's why praise is so important. Here's the first blank to fill in if you're taking notes. Praise focuses on God, not me. But we live in a culture that's all about me. Have you ever noticed how you can pretty much take anything and turn it into something about you? Like your friend comes to you and they're hurting. And what do we respond with? Yeah, I know. I've been there before. I know how you... We we think that we're offering sympathy, but all we accomplished right then is taking that conversation and turning it around to about us. Oh, you know, what, what, what about me? Or how about when your spouse is sick and all you can think of is how inconvenient it is for you that she's sick? I would never think that way. Oh, you're going to know now, next time. You think that way. The point I'm trying to make is that we need some help, keeping our eyes on God instead of ourselves. We need some help. And the verse I'm about to show you is, has been a bit peculiar to me because it describes something about praise. It's like, it's really perplexing. You're like, huh? But I think I get it now. I'm starting to get it. Therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. Sacrifice? Praise? In the same sentence? Praise is a sacrifice because it forces us to shift our attention from ourselves to God. In other words, you bring your feelings to the altar, you kill them, you sacrifice them, and then you praise God instead. That's why it's called a sacrifice of praise. And speaking of feelings, yours might be hurt right now, and that's okay. I just helped you sacrifice them. You're welcome. Here's another reason praise is so important. Praise reminds me of eternity. If all we thought about What was going on is here and now, like we would never have a reason to praise. It's a pretty sad story down here on planet Earth, especially right now. How many of you have felt like a hypocrite when you come to church and you sing about how I have the victory, but you fought all the way to church? You had the worst week ever, and you're like, how do I, how can I even sing this? Or how about when we start singing about healing 
and you're sicker than a dog. Mm. Well, this is actually the purpose in praise. It allows us to take our minds off of our circumstances, off of our symptoms, off of our feelings, and look forward to what God has promised us in his word and grab a hold of it. This isn't hypocritical. It's how we build ourselves up in faith. We proclaim the word of God. It's how we gain God's perspective instead of wallowing around in our own pitiful, really sad perspective that we have about life. We need God's perspective. If we could live our lives with God's perspective, with eternity in mind, nothing would bother us. No symptom, no lack, no circumstance that wouldn't bother you if you had eternity in mind, if you had God's perspective. Praise pulls you out of the temporary. It opens your mind to the eternal. And the more time you spend with, inter- with eternity in mind, the more joy you're going to have in your life. And here's a great example of what I'm talking about. This is the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Oh, Apostle Paul, here he goes again. We're pressed on every side by troubles, but we're not crushed. We're perplexed, but we're not given to despair. This guy did not have like uh, the perfect life. We've talked about this many times. He had a rather hard life, but he had a lot of buts here because he always kept his mind on the eternal. We're hunted down, but we're never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we're not destroyed. The problem here is most of us have this conversation. We say we're hunted down. We're knocked down. There's no but in our conversation. Oh, we think, poor me. You need to start saying, but... God is on my side. In other words, I know stuff is going on right now, but I ain't scared. I ain't scared. I'm not even bothered because I know in the end, I win because Jesus has already won. He's already conquered the world. Just a few verses down, we get clarification on this. This is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are renewed day by day. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long, yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. Your present troubles may seem big, but y'all, they're small. Get God's perspective, and they won't last very long. And that's why we don't fear our circumstances. We don't fear our symptoms. We don't fear anything that's going on around us, because God will work it all for your good. All for your good. And usually it's because you messed it up. (laughs) God did not bring sickness into your life to teach you something. You only are struggling with sickness because you allowed it into your life through fear and unbelief. And you know what? God still takes it and he works it all for good because he loves you. He loves you. Let me show you one more scripture that drives this home. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Meditate on that, please. What does consider mean? You choose to use this opportunity for great joy. Not a joyful opportunity, a trouble. (laughs) You take a trouble and you're like, hey, I'm going to choose to use this trouble for great joy. Mm, Consider it an opportunity for great joy. Here's why. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. (laughs) Let the troubles come. (laughs) Let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. We all want to be perfect and complete but we don't want to make our troubles, consider our troubles an opportunity for great joy. You think that if you maybe considered your troubles an opportunity for great joy, your troubles might go away and you would grow into a perfect and complete child of God? That might just be what happens because it's what the scripture says. Let me give you one more reason praise is so important, and that's praise is outward, not inward. Like, have you ever realized that in order to spread the good news about Jesus Christ, something's got to come out of your mouth? 
Like it's got to come out. Like when you give your life to Jesus, your spirit is born again. It's made perfect. You sealed eternity in heaven like you're good on the inside, right? But if you never let it come to the outside, you, you probably wouldn't take anybody with you. And that would be a bummer. We all know people who are saved. But because of the way that they act, we're like, hmm, are you really? Are you really? And we've all been there. This is how we start our journey in Christ, isn't it? But we can't stay there because eventually we become the person that drives people away from Christ because of our bad attitude. We can't do that. Praise is a great way of showing what happened on the inside. And not because of how you feel, because no matter how you feel, your spirit is lit about serving God. Like it is jumping up and down on the inside of you. But some of y'all been looking a little stuffy. You've been singing, I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? I can't see it. Where is it? Bring it out. It's time to bring out joy through praise. Amen? Psalms 35, 18. Then I will thank you in front of the great assembly. I will praise you before all the people. Oh, man, I got to do this in front of people. It's a bit scary to praise God in front of people, but I don't know what we're scared of. You think that people are thinking bad of you, but they ain't thinking bad of you. If anything, they're like, man, I wish I was that free. I wish I was. But I think it's clear now why it's called a sacrifice of praise. Y'all getting it? Because you're going to have to do it when you don't feel like it. Oh, man. When you're having a bad day, when you're tired, when you're afraid of what other people think, you praise anyways. Praise God. There's no better title for this message than the sacrificial choice. Seems kind of strange to have a message about sacrifice in the middle of a series called Joy. (laughs) Choose Joy. But here we are. I heard a story recently about a guy who was raised in a very formal church. They had like a stand-up time, sit-down time, stand-up time, sit-down time, stand-up. Let's say this together. Formal church. You didn't didn't laugh. You didn't talk. You didn't smile. No way. And as a kid, if you didn't behave, you got a Sunday afternoon whooping when you got home. The only saving grace for this guy was his grandma. She didn't mind if he chewed gum during the service, but, but his dad did. So his grandma would just kind of like shove his head down into her lap, put, put the gum in, chew, 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 spit the gum out, and he'd sit back up. <laughs> Shout out to all the grandmas out there who break the parents' rules so that your grandkids can have a little fun. You know who you are. It's all of you. You all do that. So church wasn't too exciting for this guy, but in his early adult years, he decided to go to a church that was a little more free. So they stood up for worship, and he had his hands crossed, and he was just amazed at what happened around him. People were singing. They were dancing. They were shouting. He didn't know what to think. He actually had two things going through his mind right now. The first one was, these people are nuts. What's wrong with these people? But it was immediately followed by, I think I want what they have. So maybe that's where you are. You think this praise thing is kind of weird, but at the same time, there's this tension on the inside of you that's like, hmm, I think I want some of that. So you can go all in when you're ready to make that choice. You can just go all in and start dancing. We'd let you do that. This is a safe place to do that. But most people have to get there like one step at a time. Like you start by smiling during worship, right? I'm happy to be here. And then you might get your foot going a little bit. You know, nobody sees it. So you can get your foot tapping. And then, and then eventually you're, you're kind of going to be head bobbing. Your shoulders will start moving. And, and you're just going to get free step one step at a time. You know that looks like freedom, don't you? When people are like that. People struggled with praise, though, even back in Jesus' day. The religious people, man, they were very serious and reserved. This is a side note, but there's a series out there called The Chosen. 
Has anybody seen it? It is incredible. It's about the story of Jesus. And I don't want to speak bad about like Christian entertainment out there, but most of it's little, you know, amateur hour. Well, this is not. It's like the production is incredible. The first episode, Beth and I watched, we had that expectation. We're like, oh, it's going to be like every other Christian movie. We said, and we were just like glued to the TV at the first episode. Like it just had your heart pumping. I mean, it was just so good. And then like four episodes in, like we're both weeping like during this. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, like the anointing just like hit the room and we're crying. It's free to watch. You just download the chosen app. I'm not going to earn anything off of this. I just want you all to see it because it's going to encourage you. And you'll find out how the religious people are so reserved back then. That's, that's what made me think of it. Because like now I have a visual of how they were back then. But look what happened shortly before Jesus went to the cross. Back in this serious time. The whole crowd of disciples burst into enthusiastic praise over all the mighty works they had witnessed. Blessed is he who comes, the king in God's name. All's well in heaven, glory in the high places. Man, what an exciting time this must have been. I wish I could have been there. That's good stuff. But not everybody was excited. I know you can't believe that, but some Pharisees from the crowd told him, teacher, get your disciples under control. But he said, if they kept quiet, the stones would do it for him, shouting praise. The devil wants you under control. I don't know if you've ever noticed like this, but God never tries to control you. If there's something trying to control you, you can be sure it's not God. He doesn't do that. But the devil wants you under control. And you know why? Because he can't have happy Christians. A Christian that's full of joy is going to take a lot of people with him. And the devil don't want that. So there's so many great reasons to put praise on even when you don't feel like it. But I think one of the best ways is it makes the devil cry. It makes him run off like a little puppy dog. He hates it when you praise like that. And I love that. It just makes him run away. Good stuff. I want to end today by giving you all a little Bible school experience. Don't worry, it's not going to be boring, and it's not going to last very long. I'm going to move through this really quickly. You see, the Bible was not originally written in English. The Old Testament was written in the Hebrew language, and the New Testament was written in the Greek language. And the reason this is so important to know is because both the Hebrew and the Greek language have far more words than the English English language has. So you often come across a word in our English Bible where we use one word to explain several different Hebrew or Greek words. So you can use what's called a Strong's Concordance to look up these words. There's actually an app you can download on your phone for free. It's, I think it's called Kairos. I don't know how you say it. It's K-A-I-R-O-S. And so you can look up the, those Strong's meaning. Man, that's good stuff. But when you dig into this, you gain so much more understanding than just reading the English Bible. You're like, wow, wow. And there's actually seven different Hebrew words translated to the word praise. In other words, there were seven words that they used back then, expressive words, and we condense it down to praise. Praise. So I want to take you quickly through all seven of these words so we can have a full understanding of praise. After this, you guys are going to know exactly what it looks like to praise, in case you were wondering. And here's the first one. Don't be intimidated by the back of your message note. I know there's a lot of things here, but we won't get through them quickly. First one is Hallel, which means to rave, boast, celebrate, and to be clamorously foolish. Kind of sounds like a Saturday at a football game, doesn't it? I'm clamorously foolish. People spend their whole day traveling to these games. They spend all their money eating the concession food. They watch the game. They get so excited. They talk about it the whole next week with their coworkers. They be acting clamorously foolish. And they're not talking about it because they just sat there during the game like a bump on a log. They're all talking about it because everybody was acting clamorously foolish. Man, that was a good time. Anybody want to act clamorously foolish here at church? Yeah, let's see it. Maybe we should. I'd like to see it. 
Let me show you a verse where this, where this word was used. We actually read this one earlier. Then I will thank you in front of the great assembly. I will praise. I will act clamorously foolish before all people. Man, I thought I could do this one at home. Turns out they use this word in front of people. Uh-oh. Looks like we have some work to do. I better start seeing you praise, come into church, acting clamorously foolish because you're so excited to be here about praising God. Here's the next one. Yada. Not Yoda. That's the green guy. Yada. To acknowledge God in public. Some of y'all think your faith is private. But that would be like me taking off my wedding ring before I leave the house. Going out and living my day. I come back home. I put on my wedding ring. I'm yours, babe. Nobody else needs to know because you're in my heart. Y'all know full well Beth would slap me if I actually did that. There would be hair. There would be teeth after that fight all over the house. God is no different. We offend God whenever we keep our faith private. We offend him. And the reason it offends him, you think, oh, it's because it's about God. No, it's because he wants all of his children to come to the knowledge of him. And if you keep your faith quiet, the people around you aren't going to hear about it. And that is why it offends God. You know, Jesus said, and you may remember this, everyone who acknowledges me publicly here on earth, I will acknowledge before my father in heaven. But everyone who denies me here on earth, I will deny before my Father in heaven. We kind of like to skip over that one because that one kind of hurts a little bit. But this is a big deal. This matters to God. So what do we do? Psalm 138.1, here's where the word is used. I will, I'm going to choose to praise you, Lord, with all my heart before the gods, I will sing your praise. I love that. Gods, small gods. What is that in society? That's everything and everyone that elevates itself above God. That's a small g God. So the Bible says to get in front of those people and praise the one and only God. But those are usually the people we stay quiet in front of because we're a little bit nervous. I'll let y'all marinate on that one. We'll move on. Here's the next one. Barak, to bless by kneeling or bowing. Wow, this stirs up some political anguish, doesn't it? How could those words like all be on the same slide here? But don't let that get you mixed up here. Just kind of push all that political stuff aside right now so you don't miss this one. But basically, this one means that you humble yourself before God and you thank him for giving you all these things that you don't deserve. You don't deserve anything, but he gave it to you anyway. And you don't necessarily have to kneel physically, although you can. This is more of something that goes on in your heart. Let me show you. Psalm 103.2 says, Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things that he does for me. That's good stuff. Never forget. You think it was you, but you just got to get over yourself because it wasn't you. God created you. He gave you your gifts, your talents. He made all these connections for you so that you can have a job. Like, y'all, this was God. It was not you. You cooperated with him somewhat, right? But it was him. All right, here's the fourth one. Zamar, making music to God with strings. Now you know where this whole music thing comes from. This is why we do music here in church. It's because it's a form of praise to our God. And you know what? The, the, this is the word that David uses in the Psalms to wrap up the book of Psalms. This is the very last chapter. And he says, praise him with the tambourine and dancing. Praise him with strings and flutes. Praise him with a clash of cymbals. Praise him with loud clanging cymbals. Now you know why we have drums and guitars and singing at church. Now you know why it's kind of loud in here whenever we praise. Because God likes it loud. Plus, we're just warming you all up for heaven. If you don't like how loud it is in here, you're going to have some adjustments to make when you get to heaven because it's going to be real loud when we're all there praising God. All right, here's the next one. Shabbat, 
And that means to address in a loud tone, to shout. You know, when your loved one has been away for a few months and you go to the airport to meet them, you don't just stand there and say in a calm voice, mm, God, you're home. No, you're like, they're walking down, you know, up to the security thing. You're like, over here, over here. And you run up to them. You're like, oh my gosh, I missed you so much. Oh my gosh. You do the same thing when your team scores the winning touchdown. You don't sit there and go, mm, good play. Oh no, you're up out of your seat and you're shouting, yes, we won. Why is this normal everywhere else? But we seem to struggle to do this for our God. It's no wonder so many Christians are living such pitiful lives because they don't know who God is. They obviously don't have a revelation of it because if they did, they would be shouting when we praise him. God has the power to do anything in your life. He'll heal you. He'll bring you provision supernaturally. He will. He'll bring you a spouse. That's if you don't have one. If you already have one, you keep the one you got. But we'd rather sit in our pity and not acknowledge his power. Let me explain it to you in a story. Following the example of Jesus, I'm going to tell you all a parable. And Beth wanted me to make it clear that this is not about her. So keep that in mind. There was a pregnant woman, and she, she was out... She, this is not about Beth. This is just a made-up story, y'all. But there was a pregnant woman who had been outside for hours in the Oklahoma heat. Funny thing is, she was on the front porch of her air-conditioned house, and the door was unlocked. But she sat out there for hours, sweating, struggling. Man, it's, it's a bummer to be hot when you're pregnant, isn't it? She knew it was cool inside, but she just sat out on the porch hoping that the neighbors would notice and feel sorry for her. And come give her some pity. Can I tell you all something? God wants you to go through the door. It's unlocked. It's cool inside. Come on, somebody. You just have to receive it by believing the word more than you believe your symptoms, more than you believe what somebody told you. He's already provided more than enough financial provision for you and your family. He's already provided it. You just have to re receive it by saying goodbye to your pity party and saying, ah, I'm going to line up with God's word and I'm going to believe what he says is true. You are a child of God. By golly, it's time to start acting like it. Go through the dang door and receive what God has given for you. He's given it to you. It's already there. You're not waiting on him to do something. It's already there. The house has already cooled off. Just walk through the door and say, thank you, God, for providing this for me. Somebody's got to walk through the door today. When we remind ourselves of who God really is, we get excited and we give a shout of praise. Anybody right now just want to shout it out? Yeah. Give praise to God. He's good. Here's where this word is used in scripture. Your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. All right, we got two more. Here's the next one. Toda, and that's to lift hands in adoration. Now you know where the whole hand thing comes from. You probably asked yourself that question, like, why does a worship leader ask us to raise our hands all the time? Like, what's that about? Well, Toda. <laughs> let, me, let me show you. Whoever offers praise, whoever lifts their hands, glorifies God. And to him who orders his conversation aright, I will show the salvation of God. In other words, when we lift our hands, God likes it. He likes it. It glorifies him when we lift our hands. Don't you want to do something that God likes? Well, now you know. <laughs> you lift your hands. 
It's easy stuff. And you don't even have to wait for the worship leader to tell you. You you can just do it anyway. We're not going to ask you to put them down. All right? Here's the last one. Tequila. I did not say tequila. Some of y'all are thinking, oh, I found my verse. Yeah, here it is. No, I said tequila, which means exuberant singing. So actually, it kind of gives you the same benefit as tequila. Would you imagine that? And the verse is even funnier. It says, I will extol the Lord at all times. Ah, his tequila will always be on my lips. Right? That's pretty funny. But here's the deal. God likes exuberant singing. He likes it when we're full of energy and excitement whenever we sing to him. That's what he wants. And I know it's a stretch and it seems weird at first to be excited in church. Be excited? But it's only because we believed a lie. Somebody's told us along the way that we're supposed to be calm and reserved to be people of God. But God doesn't want us calm and reserved. He wants us a little bit crazy. Did you all see that today? We just looked at seven words, Hebrew words that are used for praise. And all of them sounded a little bit crazy. Exciting, yeah. That's a good word. Last week I told you all how the devil is out to steal your joy. He wants to take it right from you. Because he can't have happy Christians. But we won't be happy. We're going to choose joy. When you push past your feelings and insecurities and decide this isn't about me anyway, this is about God. So I will choose to praise him with energy publicly for all to see. I'm going to make that choice because someone that sees it is going to be drawn to God as a result and it's worth it. I don't care if five people thought I was crazy. If that one person chose God because I was praising, it was worth it. On the flip side, when we choose not to praise God, we're elevating ourselves above God. And we've talked about that in detail, but elevating self is the root of sin, all sin is whenever we elevate ourselves. It is a slippery slope to elevate yourself. I want you all to listen to me. What I shared today is the Word of God. It's the Word of God. This is not Cade's idea. This is not the modern church's idea of what church should look like. This is what God wants. He wants us to praise Him with energy, with passion, with excitement. Some of you have just never been given permission to praise. Well, I'm giving you permission today. This is a safe place to praise. You can just try out some things. You can try out dancing. You may not know how good it's going to look, but it don't matter. You can just try it out here because this is a safe place. Can you just look at your neighbor and say, it's safe here? I may laugh with you, but it's because I'm choosing joy. Yeah? Some of y'all are just too concerned about what other people think. You've been wanting to praise, but you just can't let it out because the person sitting next to you. Well, it's not about them either. It's about God. Y'all, if we can't figure this out at church, we'll never get to a place where we can praise God in front of all people. This is the place to figure it out. No one here at church is going to think you're crazy. We're going to join in with you. We've got to stop making praise about us. (laughs) Praise is about God, period. No ifs, ands, or buts. If people did call us crazy, it don't matter. It don't matter. Because this isn't about us. This is about bringing glory to our God, our Father. But let me remind you, you have to choose it. You have to put it on. You got to put on the garment of praise. When you come to church not feeling it, well, I'm going to put it on. Guys, we're adults. (laughs) We can make these choices. You can choose to bypass your feelings and just do it anyway. We ain't children anymore. My kids have a hard time pushing past their feelings. But y'all, we can figure this out. We can do this. And for all the control freaks out there, I know this is the hardest on you. (laughs) I can't let control. (laughs) 
Oh man, you think you can control things? And you think you can control what other people think by acting right? But here's the truth. Let me show you some truth. This might set you free. This will set you free. You ready for this? The last blank there. The only part of life we can control is our reaction. Let that sink in. If you want control, then you choose to praise. You choose joy, regardless of how you feel. You choose that joy is your reaction. You choose that praise is your reaction. You choose to elevate God instead of elevating yourself. So I want you to close your eyes. As pastor of this church, I believe God wants me to exercise my authority over this house and rebuke the spirit of heaviness. It's got to go. This means that all those who are struggling with depression, and you may be even watching online right now or listening later, if you're struggling with depression, you're about to be set free. Today's your freedom day. This is for you. And all those who feel just far away from joy right now, today is the day that you're just moved right up next to it so that you can choose it with ease. So extend your faith right now. Just extend your faith. Reach out and receive what God has for you today. He's here to work miracles. Yeah, lift your hands. Go ahead and lift your hands. Lord, we praise you. He hasn't been holding back. God will never hold back from you. You just haven't received it yet. So just go ahead and receive it. Choose right now to receive it through faith. This is your choice. God, we receive it. We receive your joy. We put on the garment of praise this morning and we rebuke the spirit of heaviness. It's got to go. Depression has got to go. Sadness has got to go. Grief has got to go. In Jesus' name, it has no place in our lives. It's got to go. And we stand here free, not because we've done something right, but because our God, our God has saved us. He has set us free. He has given us everything that we need to live this life of godliness with joy, with peace, with patience, with kindness. God, you've given us everything that we need. And and here we are. We don't receive all of it, but today we choose to receive. Somebody's got to receive their healing right now. And I think it's somebody watching online. I see you walking through the door. You're like, oh, the air-conditioned house is right there all this time. I'm walking in. And that healing is flowing through your body right now. Receive it. Receive it. It's real. It's always been there. You're having a hard time believing it, but it's real. Don't let the devil steal this from you by getting you in fear and unbelief. Don't do it. Just push that aside. You keep your eyes focused on God. Receive it. Walk it out. God, I believe that you've anointed No Limits Church for the ministry of healing. Lord, I see I see what you want to do through this place. I see the healing miracles that you want to work through this place. I see people coming from everywhere to come here and find you and be healed. Not because we're something special, but because you're working through us. We just said, yes, God, your power can work through us. And you've just been waiting for somebody to do that. And God, we're, we're the ones. Work through us. Work through this entire church. We don't want to just minister healing here in our services. We want to be ministering healing while we're out working, while we're out doing what we do at the grocery store. Oh God, fill us with your power. Help us to get rid of fear and unbelief in our life. Help us to move that out of the way. 
Holy Spirit, you are our helper. We ask you to help us because we tend to get too tied up in this physical realm that we forget. God, I want your truth. Your truth. I, I am healed by Jesus' stripes. I am healed. If you even have just a minor sickness in your body, just say that. By your stripes, I'm healed. The word says it. I believe it. I receive it. Man, the presence of God has me sweating up here. Is there a word? I kind of sensed it over here in this direction. I was like, who is it? God gave me this visual of there's a threshold. We all have thresholds in our houses, right? Threshold is a line that literally separates one room from the other. (laughs) And you're standing in one room. You're already saved. You're already covered under his covering, but you're standing in one room. And he says, I provided this room for you over here. And we stand there, God, God, give me this, give me this, give me healing. Give me, you know, whatever that need is. Give me this, give me that. You've been begging for it. He's like, I already gave it to you. It's already in your house plans. It's been built for you long ago. (laughs) He's just saying, you need to step over the threshold. It's not even steps in the picture. It wasn't steps. It wasn't anything. It was just, it was literally just a threshold. It was just a separation from one glory to the next. From one glory to the next. He, and, I, and I was closing my eyes when that music was playing. I could just see this visual place. Like my eyes were closed. And I feel like I was being transported somewhere. I know it sounds a little weird, but that's just a feeling I'd had. And all of a sudden, things were open. He's like, I've prepared a new place for you. I have prepared a new place for you. I'm doing something new, but I have to have you step over the threshold. God will not make you do it. He can't. He's given you free will. I know this is really weird. Everybody stand up if you're um, ready to receive this word. (laughs) Look down at your own feet. Lord, we're going to prepare our hearts to step over this threshold. When we step to our right, when we step to our right, when we choose to step over the threshold, we are choosing today, we are choosing to joy, we are choosing praise. We are going to make the choice. If you're ready, we're going to step on three. You ready? One, two, three. Step. Woo! Amen. 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 Yes, give God praise. Everybody open your mouth and just praise God. Let's choose praise right now. God, we honor you. We love you. We praise you. You're good. You're worthy. You're true. Your word's true. And we love you so much. God, you are so, so good. Amen. Praise is breakthrough, y'all. Amen. Amen. All right, y'all, take a seat. I'm going to tell you a testimony. (laughs) I am on this healing journey right now because, like I told you, I, really, I truly know and believe that God has called this church to work miracles in people's lives in regards to physical healing. And so I'm digging in because I've been having some struggles myself. 
And I'm like, I got to figure this out for myself if I'm going to teach other people how to do it. And so I've been listening to healing messages twice a day. I've been watching healing testimonies. I've been praying in the spirit. I'm just, I'm going after it with all that I am. And I came up here to practice drums yesterday. And on my way home, I had the worst headache. It's just, just like throbbing headache. I was like, I got to get home, take some Tylenol. And I was like, wait a minute. This is my opportunity. And so I prayed in the spirit all the way home. About three quarters of the way there, the headache started to dissipate. By the time I got home, it was gone. And I'm not making that story up. I prayed in the spirit because that's what I was led to do. Yes. Um, and you were talking about that one word called Toda? Yes. My visual is your little children. They stand and they hold their hands up for yeah. you. Oh. Mama, Mama, Daddy. Or if they're wanting something, they hold their hands up to you, asking you to pick them up. And God wants us to do that as well. And just Lift your hands up to him. He, he'll reach down and <laughs> Man, that's a powerful visual. Thank you. Oh, that's good stuff. Well, I don't like to let a service go by without inviting you to make Jesus the Lord of your life. It's the first decision to all of this. You just got to say, Jesus, I believe that you paid the price. You took the beating. You went to the cross. You did what needed to be done for me to be set free. He took care of your sin. He took care of your sickness. He took care of all that on the cross. And all you got to do is say, yes, Lord, I believe. There's no secret prayer. There's no secret dance. Seriously, all you got to do is say, yes, Lord, I believe. And then after that, your next step is actually to get water baptized. That's whenever you take your, your decision of faith public and you say, hey, guys, I chose Jesus. So you get water baptized. So that's your next step. And so if you gave your life to Jesus today, we need you to let us know so we can help you take your next step. And how you do that is you text the word Jesus to 918-373-9883. We're not going to spam you. We're not going to bug you. We're not going to track you down. We're not going to do anything like that. We're just going to help you with your next step. We want to help you because you need a team of people with you to walk this out. And we want to be those people. So go ahead and send that text and, and don't be nervous about it. Well, y'all, every Sunday, you know that I like to take a moment before we leave just to remind you of how impactful your giving is here at No Limits. And one thing I rarely talk about, and I should probably talk about it more, is the impact that we're making online each week. So I pulled up the stats, and just last week, our Facebook post hit people over a thousand times, like it touched people a thousand times throughout the week. And that's really cool. So if you thought that the only day we make a difference is on Sunday, it's not true. We making a difference all throughout the week, and not just on Facebook, but whenever you guys get out there <laughs> and make a difference in your daily lives. And it's your generous and faithful giving that makes everything that we do here at No Limits possible. We couldn't do it without that. So we thank you. We're, gr we're grateful. Y'all are so generous. <laughs> you're a generous people. And if you want to give today, uh, you can raise your hand for an offering envelope if you're giving by cash or check. If you're giving by a credit card, debit card, you can give online anytime at nolimits.fyi. You tap that into your browser, and then you have to tap the giving button. It'll get you where you need to go. Thank you so much for joining us. And a special thanks to those that give in to our ministry. It's because of your generous giving that we're able to lead people to Jesus and make a difference all around the world. If you're ready to give, head to your browser and type nolimits.fyi into the address bar. And if you were encouraged by this podcast, then hit that share button and pass it on so that others can be encouraged as well. Or you can even take a screenshot and share it on your social stories. Thanks again for listening. Now let's go make a difference.